<laughs> I watch it every week, and we're still uh, actually ticking down every week the number of homes actually active on the market at any given time. Um, and it's not that homes aren't coming on the market. I mean, homes are coming on the market. There were uh, almost a thousand homes that came on the market in February in the greater Albuquerque area. However, that's 14% less than a year ago in February. And, and last year was, you know, down as well. So yes, homes are coming on the market, but not as much as, as we need to take care of the demand. Um, what, what's happened is the price per square foot and the price, you know, average price, median price in Albuquerque have hit all time highs for February. So price per square foot was $180, which is, I mean, you think about that, Tracy, remember, you know, when we were, you know, 90, 90 a square foot, 100 a square foot was pretty common for, you right. know, some of the, the starter homes. Right. Now we're at 180 per square foot. Uh, heated, you know, that's one way we look at it. And uh, all-time high, 17% higher than a year ago, price per square foot. So home prices continue to grow. And in my humble opinion, I'll get up my, my, uh, my cloudy crystal ball, um, doesn't look like that, you know, a price appreciation in, is is going to stop. Hopefully it slows down a little bit, honestly, because, you know, 17% year over year appreciation, we can't keep doing that. And, and, and again, going back to the whole affordability issue, right, Tracy? Right. And, you know, the stats that I read this week, I know stats aren't my thing. They're your things, are statomatic. Wow. However. You did the, stats without me? I, I did read a few stories that were local. Yeah. Um, or national but with local predictions and they're still saying you know this year next year home prices will continue to rise in our market um, probably not as great like 17 percent but pretty serious so when people say i'm going to wait and have the market shift uh, and not buy right now well the prices are going to continue to go up according to every statistic we can see and based on affordability uh, yeah. And yeah. Um, supply, it it certainly is seems reasonable. Well, let me just uh, put out a couple more interesting uh, uh, statistics about the Albuquerque housing market um, before we get to the homes of the week, which you're going to do, Tracy. But um, so I, I, you know, we we know that homes are selling very fast, right? We know that the supply is low, demand is high, homes are coming on the market and going off very fast. But I was curious, how fast is fast? And what I found is that 30% of the homes that came on the market and uh, are that sold in January, February, um, 30% of them sold in two days. As in an offer was accepted and they came off the market. Exactly. In two exactly. Days. Yep. And and sixty percent were seven days or or less. So you could basically say sixty percent of the homes that closed in January, February of this year sold immediately. Seven days is is virtually immediately. For all of our listeners, they probably understand. But what, yeah. what happens typically these days is sellers are um, keeping the house on the market for two or three days. So most buyers that are in the market have an opportunity to look at it before they review their offers. Correct. So that 30% in two days or less versus 60% in a week or less, you know, a lot of those ones that are in that first week or probably day three or well day four. you know i mean think about that though 30 percent of them two days or less and i did see a lot in the statistics that were zero days on market basically went on the market sold the same day yeah and so you know it things are moving very fast and and the the thing that's interesting though is you know you know this very well is it's a little more complicated and a little more you know 
frantic pace right now for both buyers and sellers, and buyers and sellers really have to be ready for for what's going on totally. with, with the current market and have somebody that really can can help them navigate this kind of wildness, uh, this wild ride, if you will. You know, we are seeing even people who are thinking about selling their home themselves are are using a realtor these days because of um, our ability. You know, when when we work with so many buyers and sellers, we know the negotiating tactics. We know how to make sure that it's a win-win for both the buyer and the seller. So when we come together and represent that seller, um, we're we're really doing a great job for them. Yeah. So so yeah, it's just. Um my hope, just to put a bow on this conversation about the housing market, is that we do get some more homes coming on the market, and and you know uh, alleviate some of the supply challenges. And I know everybody says, "Well, why don't they build more?" Well, they're trying, but you know the, the home building has its own uh, constraints right now that's uh, not letting up at the moment so yeah, got a long a, way to go there that's a different radio show that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh, uh one hour conversation for sure we've covered it before we have we will cover it again and you know we have a new faithful listener i wanted to say hi to jeff because jeff called and left me a message and and uh told me he's a new faithful never gonna miss our radio show oh again. wow so, that's great hi, jeff um so tigo can we talk about Open houses this weekend and yes. houses that are yep. um, featured homes. Yeah, we have a few that uh, just came on this week, and I wish we had a lot more, but we do have some some offerings here that, that we want to talk about. So one of them sort of interesting. It's in um, the Knolls of Sandia Park, so mm-hmm. that's... No, uh, it's, no, it's off it's Mountain off Valley. Mountain Valley? It? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, it's not the Knolls, but it's Sandia Park, yeah. Sandia sorry. Park, and it's a one-bedroom, one-bath house 155,000 and it's um, not a manufactured or modular home it's Mm -hmm. a stick built we call them stick built home for 155,000 on two acres so one bedroom one bath on two acres it's um it's a you know unique special property so if you're interested in that there's going to be open house this weekend and you're welcome to um, go by and see it or call us and we can get you set up with an agent to represent you because a lot of times when you're out and about it's good to see more than one house at once so if people know the the east mountain areas it's uh, north of frost road off mountain valley road so it's just a little bit uh east of the sandia knolls yep. uh, uh community so um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a small a, property, it's a small right? like property. Eight or 900 square yeah, feet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's on a large lot, you know, and, um, yeah, lots of open space. So we, we do have a website that you created albuquerqueopenhouses.com. Yeah. So we, you can get on there and find all of them from all realtors that take the time to put them into the multiple listing service. We have a couple others new on the market, 1842 Florida street, Northeast. This is a almost 2,500 square foot, single story home. And it's going to be open this weekend as well. It's listed for 329900 Get online. Look how cute this house is. Yeah, uh, it is. Another one will be open this weekend in Rio Rancho yep. on uh, 26th Avenue. It's listed at four hundred and ninety-nine five. It's um, an acre and a quarter. So yeah, and it's it's big views back to the mountains. If people, you know, just for lay of the land, it's uh, just west of Rust, correct? Right. Do I have that right? Or no, it's no, I south. take that wrong. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking no. of a different house. Yeah, this one's up by uh, uh, the, uh, Cleveland High School. Right, just south of it. Yeah, right, right by Cleveland High School. Yeah, and 
an acre and a quarter, a very large single-story home, four ninety nine five. I've seen the views from this house. We mm-hmm. helped the buyers when they bought this many years ago. It's it's pretty beautiful. So uh, get online, look at that. Our website, welcomehomeabq.com. You can see all of these uh, featured properties. And if you're interested in getting yours featured and having the exposure in open houses, yeah. we do a, a great launch for our sellers. We We generate a lot of interest in your home. So... We'd be happy to help. It's definitely key today. Get it out there. Let you know because there are so many buyers out there, but they still need to know about it. And so we want to make sure it gets exposed to all potential buyers out there waiting, waiting for the right home to come on the market. Okay, Tracy, I thought I saw this topic, and it's it's actually interesting because it's one of those topics that comes up in uh, the real realtor community. And we we chat like, what does this mean? So so the question is what. What's included and what's not included with a home sale? You know, so what's what's part of the house and what's not part of the house? And in in our world, we 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 say it's real property or personal property, or sometimes we use the term fixture versus personal property, right? Right. So real property versus personal property. It's really interesting because a lot of times what the buyer thinks is staying with the house and what the seller thinks they're leaving with the house can be two different things. Yes. Best advice is to clarify up front anything that might appear as though it is going to stay. But generally, Tigo, I love your analogy. Tell us. I can't take your thunder. Well, you know, and and I I got this from another realtor years ago, and they said, you know, a good example. A good way to define what's included and what's not included or what's, you know, a fixture or personal property is if you turn the home upside down and shake it, everything that falls out is personal property and generally does not stay with the house. See, I love that. I didn't want to say it for yeah. you because you you talk, teach that a lot. Um, so, so things... Um, like on our purchase agreement, it says curtains should stay with the house, right? Well, it... It, it, it says it, rods... It, yeah, well, it, it, it gives the opportunity to, to make sure that it's clear in the purchase agreement if it stays or if it does not stay, right? right. There's yeah. a whole list, though, in our purchase agreement that says what should stay. So it, it gets murky, though. Like some people say, like, a TV is affixed to a wall. Does the TV stay? Does the TV holder stay? The they bracket, put, The yeah. bracket because it's bolted in. Um, if there's, you know... I've, I've had really common where it's a home office and somebody has bolted their files, you know, their open shelving or whatever to a wall so that it doesn't fall over and kill a child, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, does that stay? Because now it's affixed to the house. Right. And that's one of the things. That's, if you need a tool to remove it, then maybe it's probably a fixture that stays with the house. But that would be a great example of that gray area and like not not sure. Right. We have a few things in our house that we have affixed to the walls for safety because we have a lot of people's young kids over and we don't want them to have something fall on them because they climb on it, right? Um, So it's really good to clarify. But that's one of the things that's really important when buyers are putting offers together if there's anything that they clarify. Um, to to make sure yeah, whether it yeah. stays or not. You know, the other thing, Tigo, uh, is it, is it physically attached? It usually stays, but like think about a garage door opener, right? Well, so you've it's got, not attached, right? Well, you've got the garage door opener that's attached to the, the house, clicker. but you've got the clicker, which is an integral part of that system. So 
Right. That, Those types that, yeah, of things yeah, should stay, right? Yeah. And again, they need to be defined in the purchase contract so everybody's very clear. Refrigerator is probably the biggest one that comes up, you right? Know, a lot of refrigerators look these days like they're built in, right? They're counter depth, built in look, but yep. they're not really built in. So it's really important that if you know you want that refrigerator, that it's on the purchase agreement. You know, we have the opportunity to exclude things that are typically included. Mm -hmm. So. This isn't a great example, but a lot of times people in like one of the bedrooms, they have curtains that match their bedding, that match sure. their pillows. And, you know, to be really clear, you say, I'm going to take those curtains and they might have special curtain rods or they might have a dining room chandelier that was grandma's. And in that case... I love that example because that comes up a lot. So you've got this antique chandelier or antique light fixture, let's say, and you're going to, you want to exclude it from the sale. You definitely don't want it included when you sell the home. What What's the best advice for somebody on that? So it might not be an antique. It might be the one you just bought when you were in Scottsdale shopping and <laughs> yeah. it's special to you. My advice is put up a new light fixture and box that one up. You're moving anyway. Don't even let the buyers see it because all of a sudden that's what they're going to want. And before you do photographs too, because I've heard right. of cases where in the listing, in the photographs, in the MLS, and they market it, there's something that's that's there that's attached in the photos. And then when the buyer comes to buy the house, it's not there any longer. And say, well, you marketed it with that that piece in there. So you the just thing, you just want to be very clear uh, what, what's included and what's not. Piggybacking on what you just said, yeah. so it's in the photos, but it wasn't in the house when you looked at it. But mm -hmm. think of how many people are buying houses today just with a video tour. Good point. And to really like see and notice that that light fixture has been changed out with a a, a cell phone tour of the house. Um, you want to be really clear. So what about things outside the house? Well, let me bring up one other thing that's come up more recently, which are things like a ring doorbell or a Nest thermostat. You know, you pay $300. Yeah, video cameras. You paid $300 for a, a Nest thermostat. Well, if your intention is to keep your Nest thermostat, well, maybe you should switch it out. You know, put back the old one. Right, exactly. Or the ring doorbell or something like that. And there's this kind of this argument out there. Well, if you need Wi-Fi to work for the, the ring doorbell to work, isn't that an integral part of the, the whole house system? And you can make an argument that it is. But again, it just goes back to make sure all that thing's clear. Audio equipment, right? Built-in audio equipment. It, it can go on and on. So it's it's more just making sure everybody's on the same page when you totally. go under contract. I remember a big controversy about a year ago, and it was with regard to receivers and things that make the built-in speakers go, right? Exactly. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and remember that a lot of times things that a seller thinks they're not leaving with a home suddenly become negotiable because the buyer saw it. So we've seen buyers, you know, it... it this is outside of what lending will allow. So I'm I'm talking cash buyers or a separate bill of sale, right? Sure. But suddenly they want all the furniture yeah. or they want the living room set or yep. they want the dining room set or they they saw things in the home and it just looks so good they want it, you know. And You said something really quick I just wanna just go back to is you you know, you can include personal property in a, in a, in the sale of a home. It's just the lender's not gonna They're give, not give it any value. value to it. Yeah. Right. So sometimes the 
purchase agreement in the other section, it says um, that the refrigerator, washer, and dryer shall convey and stay with the home. So a lot of times we have to clarify and add on to that sentence. It says, in as-is condition at no value with no warranty, right? Yeah. So the yeah. lender can say, great, you can do that, but it's as-is, well, it's no value. Because yeah. the appraiser's not going to give value to it. Right, right. Yeah. Outside things? Yeah, outside things. Sorry, yes, you started to go there and I interrupted you. It would be the same, right? Yeah. But, um, like a fountain. Yeah. If it's, you, you better clarify that one. Yeah. Right? How about a concrete bench in the backyard? Got to clarify those things. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of... Remember that house we sold last year in Quintessence, um, and there was a lot of personal art, and it was big, heavy art um, type sure. things like... Uh, handcrafted bench and seating area where the person was a woodworker and it was very built in and yeah a lot of that we were very specific on what was staying and what wasn't so always good to be clear got it Tracy, um, just a couple of things in the headlines this week around um, uh, real estate again. And uh, by the way, if you just tuned in, it's uh, Tigo and Tracy Venturi, Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. You can reach us at 505-448-8888 or on our website. Welcomehomeabq.com. So yeah, if you want to talk about real estate, what's going on, and uh, we're, we're here to help. We have a great team, some great people. Um, we've got some great marketing people. We've got... Uh, Yep. Yeah, so we're here to help. Um, story this week, uh, there was some, some new numbers on the number of foreclosures, and I saw a few headlines, typical, right? Typical typical thing where they say, you know, foreclosures spike in the first part of 2022. And um, yeah, of course they spiked because it went from zero. So anything above zero was a spike. Um, and so we're going to see some more foreclosures. Uh, however, they're still way, way below any historic norms whatsoever. And uh, every indication is that, that we're just not going to see any big wave of uh, delinquent properties and, and homes uh, being foreclosed on and coming on the market, which which um, I, obviously we could use homes on the market. But then again, we don't want people being foreclosed on either. So. Right. And to piggyback on that, right, if yeah. you know somebody who's behind in payments and they maybe are in a foreclosure um, direction, have them call us because yeah. there are so many solutions right yep. now and you don't have to go through foreclosure. You can maybe save some of that credit that's being harmed because house prices have appreciated so much that a lot of people, we can sell those houses for them and maybe put money in their pocket instead of them walking away with a foreclosure and nothing. Well, you think about in the last two years, maybe 30% price appreciation over two years in, in our market, you know, somewhere around there. I mean, you know, a lot of people probably have more equity than they think they do. Exactly. Um, which, well, well, go ahead. Which reminds me, if you just want to know what prices are doing in your neighborhood, yeah. we'd be happy to get you market data on your neighborhood and your house, just as a courtesy. Sure. The, you know, the bottom line on the whole foreclosure thing is that we're going to see an increase in 2022, but, you know, but it's coming from record low levels. And so it's really not going to impact our, our housing market hardly at all. Our, our our listeners can't see the chart that you put in front of us. It's sort of crazy it's, how low they yeah, are, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when you look back at 
2009, 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, another another thing that, you know, I, I don't know if I even want to go here, but we're going to go here anyway. And it was interesting. Uh, one of the economists that I follow on Twitter that does a lot of housing stuff, he he, he put a put together a pretty interesting analysis of, you know, is, is the war in Ukraine going to affect the U.S. housing market? I know there's been a lot of people talking about, okay, is this you know, how's it going to affect the economy? Is it going to affect our economy? Um, and so, I, you know, the, the takeaway I, I did on this one, and I've read a couple other economists too talking about it, is that the short answer is really not. It's not going to really, it doesn't appear to do anything because, um, you know, yes, uh, inflation is going to increase because of fuel prices. I mean, I think that's that's pretty clear. Um the the uh, the thing that's interesting, though, mortgage rates actually ticked down in the last week. Right. However, the Fed came out this week and said they are going to continue raising the rate. Right. The yeah, but but the the thing that's interesting, they they. So what happened was, you know, the Fed came out and everybody was predicting a, a, a fifty basis point or half a half a you know a half a um, percent increase in the Fed rate. Well. Now it's only going to be a quarter point or 25 bips or whatever you want to call it, right? 25 basis points. Um, and, and, and then what happened was when the war started, a lot more uh, money came flowing into the bond market, which is the 10-year bond, right? The, the 10-year treasury. And when, uh, you know, when demand goes up, prices go down on the thing. So you know, the, treasure, the, 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 the 10-year T-bill or the 10-year uh, treasury note if you look at that, that's really tells us where the mortgage market is going to go. So, long story short, is mortgage rates actually ticked down this last week. All indicators are that yes, as you know, the Fed um, you know does some more tightening, that maybe mortgage rates will go up. But right now, they're they're holding you know somewhere in this sub four, just over four percent range. And that's for somebody with a good credit yeah, score. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, that varies, obviously. Um, yeah, and by loan program. You know, the thing that was in the, the local, the legislature it, uh, passed and the governor signed the bill for like $25 million for affordable housing. Yeah. So that's really nice because our um, down payment assistance program, the 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 what's the entity that administers uh, the that MFA the MFA mortgage finance authority yeah. um, will be the ones that are in charge of that and they do a great job with helping people get into homes helping with down payments the thing I like about that program is uh, you know the home buyer has to go through some education they have to do some financial literacy uh, work which which is great um, and it's it's a way for people to get into home ownership without actually just giving them a house, you know. It's right. like they still have some skin in the game. They have to, you know, have the financial literacy. They still have to qualify, um, but they just get get that little extra help with with the down payment, which right. is which is great. And it's a great some program. Of, some yeah. of the programs that they have, there's more than one available depending, you know, first-time buyer versus move-up buyer, whatever that you know, with as little as five hundred dollars mm-hmm. out of pocket for somebody, they can get into a home. Yeah, yeah, which... no, it's it's a, it's a good program, you know. And I and it, that just brings up something. Just made me think about it. Is you know, I was talking. I I uh, rented one of our our homes, and I was talking to a couple that and they're like, "Well, we'd like to buy, but you know, we don't have twenty percent down." 
And it just made me realize again, it's like people don't understand that they don't, you know, you don't need 20% down. Obviously, that's ideal, you know, if you can, because then you don't have to pay mortgage insurance. Um, but but for people that are just trying to get their foot in the door of, of home ownership, you know, the FHA program's 3.5%. Right, 3.5% down the, payment. The New Mexico Mortgage Finance Authority program is, you know, 500 out of pocket, like you just said. So right. I think it's just um, educating people that it's out there. Now, of course, we have this other problem right now, which we have very few... Affordable properties. Uh, starter homes on the market right now. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... it's, uh, it's it's interesting, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know what the uh, the solution is other than you know, uh, people that are in homes right now that that want to get them get them sold, they can do it, and they can do it quickly, and they can uh, get it get a good price for them, and you know, it it does take quite a bit of navigating, and it's not as easy as just uh, hammering a, a sign in the front yard, is it? No, it's not. You know, Chigo, it's a little premature, but the spring parade of homes um, when new where new home builders feature homes they they're building them right now to be in the parade so they're mm-hmm. not technically in our multiple listing service yet but i know from a few of our buyer brokers that work with us on our team they've been out and scouring for those houses that are coming for the parade of homes and there's a few really great homes that are newly under construction uh, under construction in various parts of the city so if you're searching for a custom home new or newer um, we might have a line on some, so we'd be happy to help you with that. Give us a ring, 448-8888. We have uh, several home buying specialists on our team that can help with that. And obviously, we have folks on the team who specialize in helping home sellers. So give us a ring. One one last stat here before we wrap up. I just started doing some preliminary work on this, and uh, there's been a big question like, okay, do we have a lot of investors buying these homes? And I did look at the uh, the second two quarters of 2021, and I came up with um, about oh shoot now where is it twenty uh, about twenty three percent. So it's it's a pretty big number that were either non owner occupied or they were uh, corporate corporate purchase. So there there are a lot of um, people out there buying homes that are are not owner-occupied. It's not as high as the national average, which was somewhere around 30%, 28 to 30%. Um, but there, there definitely are a lot of uh, investor purchases going on. Well, we need those rentals as well. Yeah, that's true. True, true, true. Just that. given how difficult it is to buy a home, or it may be at some point, it's always good to help people uh, who can go ahead and buy the home and then uh, rent it back to you. So there's certainly that as well. It is uh, becoming there's a lot of that going on, Eddie. That and that's helpful happening. Yeah, yeah, that's helpful. And then of course you know rents are they've been going at uh, an unbelievable pace, so their incentive there as well. But I can tell you, it's uh, that's not going to keep up. Everything's going to shift here for people who've been listening to our radio program in the afternoon uh, when we've been doing it. It's been a kind of an interesting week, but I will tell you this: uh, things are changing, and people should pay attention. This is why. Uh, during times like these, you need expertise, you need uh, guidance, you need to realize that you've got friends, you've got people who can help you. Antigo and Tracy are just uh, such people. So all you have to do is pick up the phone, dial direct 505-448-8888. That's 505-448-8888, and uh, they'll get you a little bit of help. Back same time, same place next week, right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. 
rockoftalk.com. Stay tuned. We're going to rescue that credit next with Mike Ramos. When I was young, so much younger than today.